It's the Panthers Press Box Podcast with your host, George Richards. Powered by FloridaHockeyNow.com. Another episode of the Panthers Press Box Podcast, powered by FloridaHockeyNow.com. I am your host, George Richards. We are coming to you not too long, kind of long, a couple hours, after the Florida Panthers kept their season alive with a big 3-2 victory over the New York Islanders in Game 3 of their Stanley Cup qualifier up in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, the Panthers were down 2 nothing in the series after losing 4-2 on Tuesday. But on Wednesday, Coach Joel Quinville changes up his lineup. We'll get to that a little bit later. And uh, the Panthers respond. They play a pretty solid game. They limited their mistakes. They didn't do uh, too much wrong. They uh, end up having the lead for a, a good portion of the second period. Um before the Islanders tie it up at 1-1. And then the Panthers get two quick goals in the third and end up holding on for a 3-2 victory. Um, got a lot of stuff to go on to on today's show. Well, I think it's going to be a good one. I can't really tell, but I think it'll be a good one. Uh, we've got some special guests for you from ESPN Radio, the Dan Lebetard Show with Stu Gatz. We've got Roy Bellamy joining us. My former partner in crime from former of the Sun Sentinel. He wasn't my partner in crime there, but he was my partner in crime at the Columbus Dispatch, Steve Gordon, joining us. And we'll also talk to Christian Arnold from Long Island to get the New York Islanders perspective after they lost game three. So let's move on real quick. The Panthers live to fight another day. They will play game four. We just found out that it will be another noon kickoff. You can get that, the uh, Fox Sports pregame at 11.30 a.m. The game will be broadcast on Fox Sports Florida, NBC Sportsnet, and uh, Doug Plagans with Billy Lindsay on 560 WQAM and the rest of the Florida Panther Radio Network. Let's get going with today's game. Um, kind of a stagnant first period. It was a little, little choppy, I thought, but it wasn't bad because nobody scored and the Panthers seemed to be doing what they wanted to do. The Panthers weren't making any mistakes. They were holding the puck a little bit. Um, they weren't able to get the puck, you know, for scoring chances at all. Um, only six shots on goal in the opening period. And I think they ended up with like 12 or 13 shot attempts. So they really didn't get a whole lot offensive push going in the first period, but still it's a zero zero game going into the second at uh, 2.53 of the second period, the Islanders get charged with their second kind of odd penalty. They get a too many ice, too many men on the ice call. This comes after Mayfield gets, gets hit with a delay of game in the first period. So some, some penalties 
from the Islanders. We didn't see them make in the first two games. They get a too many men at 253 of the first period. Eric Halla cashes in for the Panthers, gets his first goal since coming over in the Vincent Trocek trade. His uh, power play goal coming off a nice, nice pass from Dadinov uh, as he corralled the uh, Mike Hoffman rebound. Uh, Dadinov gets the rebound, slides it over to Hollow, winds up and scores, makes it one nothing at 402. Uh, Peugeot ties it up at one, even strength goal. Panthers slow to get back on defense. Uh, uh, Bolivier throws the puck in, chases down his own, his own, his own dump in really, uh, finds Peugeot, boom. It's 1-1 going into the third. The Florida Panthers come out flying in the third. We get another weird penalty on the Islanders. This one, a delay a game from their goalie as Varlamov, got it, Varlamov gets a delay a game for playing the puck outside the trapezoid. Mike Hoffman cashes in with that booming shot from the right circle. So 41 seconds into the third period, Florida Panthers lead 2-1. to one. Just moments, it seemed, later, Brian Boyle flies through the zone, flies through the, the slot, roofs a shot, boom, 248 into the third period, Florida Panthers three to one. The Panthers continue to hold on to that. Sergei Bobrovsky only faces 22 shots, but looked terrific. Brock Nelson scores uh, with a minute 27 remaining uh, with an empty net. It was a six on four. Uh, Mackenzie Weger. Uh, lost his helmet during the six on five and had to race to the bench. Uh, Brock Nelson fires a shot in. It clips Aaron Ekblad skate, bounces through. So, uh, and then, then the Panthers hold on from there. It's a three, two final. Uh, before the game, the big news, Mike Matheson and Frank Vetrano uh, taken out of the lineup. Both were scratched as was Colton Sevier. Um, we talked to, uh, Joel Quinville, we're going to hear from him in a second, talking a little bit about that. Um, I, I know a lot of fans have been in, have been calling for Matheson to be pulled ever since the the five nothing game in Tampa. Um, it, again, it just seems like whatever mistakes Mike Matheson makes are, are magnified. Um, you know, I you know he took some penalties. He took penalties in the first period of game one. Uh, they what it you know it was originally called a five minute major, got knocked down to a two minute. Um, and that was, you know, maybe not even not even a penalty. Um, in game two, he gets a four-minute high sticking, which costs him a $2,500 fine. Then he gets another penalty in the first, plays limited minutes yesterday um, in game two, and gets benched today in game three. Uh, like I said, Colton Sevier also um, not playing. Uh, the replacements for the Panthers. Uh, we see Josh Brown get into game three uh, defensively. He's the replacement. Uh, Brady Keeper comes out. Riley Stillman goes back in. Um, and then you also had Lucas Walmark making his Florida Panther postseason debut after missing the first two games. And Dryden Hunt takes uh, Colton Sevier's spot on the fourth line. Uh, we will find out what, uh, what Joel Quinville um, plans to do um, with the lineup. I, I think there'll be some maybe changes back to, to, to where they were in game two. Uh, I'd be, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Matheson sits out a second game, but I, I would kind of be surprised. Uh, same goes for Vetrano um, or Sevier. You know, one, at least one of those three is getting back in, I would think, for game four. 
Um, the Panthers are not going to practice, I don't think, tomorrow. They played a back-to-back today. They'll have limited skaters out there tomorrow on Thursday, and then they play Friday at noon. Uh, before we get to our guests, again, we've got Roy Bellamy from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gott, Steve Gorton, and Christian Arnold joining us. Let's go. Let's listen to some of the post-game sound. Uh, first off, we've got – and we're going to run these back-to-back. We've got Aaron Eckblad just talking about the Panthers' attitude coming into this game. Brian Boyle talking about the Florida Panthers push in the third period. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky talking about how he digs this kind of atmosphere. He digs what the Panthers are doing right now. And then Joel Quinville talks about first his team. And then I ask him about the lineup and, and what he, you know, what the thought process was in scratching those players. So um, here we go. It's Aaron Eckblad, Brian Boyle, Sergey Bobrovsky and Joel Quinville, and we'll be back after that. Yeah, we played hard in a do-or-die situation. Uh, you know, we asked a lot of, uh, of each other today, and, and uh, we came up with a great outcome. So uh, we're pretty happy and, and excited to uh, do it all again in two days. First one, Hoffs on the park. Yeah, we just wanted to, I mean, obviously play a simpler game and a harder game. And I think when you do that, we got a four check who put their goalie in a tough spot. So we got a power play and Hoff scores a big goal. They were in, in the second, they were buzzing. They had a couple chances and, and they've been huge all year. So that unit went out and did what they had to do in a huge spot. And then um, we tried to keep pressing. We kept our foot on the gas. I thought we did a pretty good job of that by, by playing aggressive. Uh, we had a lead or two leads last game that we lost. And, you know, we're in the neutral zone that comes up and, he sees an opportunity to jump into a play and he does, he creates some havoc and we're all trying to skate. I got up to the puck and it's a, uh, you know, it's a big, it's uh, it's rewarding for us because, you know, we're putting the work in and a few mistakes that has, has cost us so far. And, you know, we're not where we want to be in the series, but we could only control today. And then, you know, up to the third period, we could only control how we started that third period. I think we did a good job. It's uh, it's great for for our team, for for our guys, for us to uh, to step up today's game and uh, win that one. So it's it's it was a big game for us, big game mentally, and I thought the uh, every guy in the locker room elevate his game. Guys did their huge block shots. They uh, they raised the level. Our uh, Brian Boyle, our veteran, lit the way. Everybody, every everyone stepped up from the from the D to. Uh, to the forwards and it's 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 fun to be part of this this kind of environment i thought it's uh we play whole 60 minutes we played smart smart hockey and we, we were composed next question game you know we made some changes and i, I thought uh, you know the whole series was we we give them some uh whether it's opportunities with being disciplined undisciplined and i thought uh, i think guys worked hard they worked for each other they were played a simple game a defensive mindset right off the bat um looked to play a, a checking game like they like to do and uh you know we scored some timely goals as well george richards florida hockey now thank you i just wanted to ask you a little bit about the lineup changes look like it gave you a little life uh but but uh, scratching matheson in, in vitrano just your your thoughts on on going that way thank you well, we got fresh legs. Uh, sometimes you got to make some tough decisions in this game. Not uh, not an easy decision uh, for us to make. Um, and then sometimes when you make some real tough decisions, sometimes you get a good response. 
I thought that, uh, hey, we, we, we think that these guys can help us uh, going forward every single day. Um, it's an opportunity to, uh, to all of a sudden get yourself back where you're pushing yourself uh, uh, when you're not playing and ready to come in and help us. And all of a sudden that situation hopefully doesn't come occur again. But, uh, you know, both guys were disappointed, extremely, you know, not uh, being able to go today. Um, but uh, we believe both of these guys come back and help us. Katie Goss. All right, our first guest tonight following the Panthers' 3-2 victory. Uh, longtime Florida Panther fan, longtime uh, friend of ours here at, uh, well, wherever I've been, I guess. Uh, he's, been, <laughs> he's following the Panthers for a long time. It's our good friend, Roy Bellamy. Hey, George, what's going on, man? Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> a little trickery there. How you That's doing, awesome. man? Yeah, Roy. I'm hanging in there. All right, I'm talking over you. I mean, I'm sorry. I've been drinking. I've been drinking coffee all day. These noon games, man. I'm telling you, I start with some breakfast coffee, and then I have breakfast. Have coffee all day, so I'm a little wired. Um, Roy, obviously from the uh, ESPN Radio, uh, the Dan Lebetard Show. Is that how it's pronounced? That's right. The Dan Lebetard Show with Stugatz. That's it. Yeah, I've known I've known Dan for a long, long time. Um, real quick, just a little bit. I know you watch all the Panther games. You were working today, uh, doing the Dan doing Dan's show on uh, ESPN Radio. But what were your thoughts, um, at least when you were able to really sit down and concentrate on the game? Well, it seems like the Panthers made some adjustments, and the power play was much, much better than it has been throughout the entire series, and they took advantage of those just mindless penalties that the Islanders took. I mean, there was the delay of game, there was the uh, too many men on the ice, and there was the illegal playing of the puck. And you have got to take advantage of those situations. If you if they're gonna make penalties like that, you need to score. And that's what Mike Hoffman did. 41 seconds into the into the third period. Very good job getting started off uh, off of the intermission. You gotta strike quick. And the Panthers done that twice. And it, within that period, it's been successful. So good job, I know. The Panthers really, I mean, you watch the first two games, the Panthers made a lot of mistakes. Um, and, and everyone was magnified because everyone they made, it, it, it seemed like it ended up in the net. And that's just how the Islanders play. Today in game three, it was the Islanders, like you said, making the mistakes. Although the Panthers didn't really let them off the hook all the time because two of the penalties that New York took, the Panthers – you know, chopped into it with penalties of their own. That's a big problem. Like, that, that's been a problem in this series because the Panthers can't seem to stay on power play for some reason. Uh, and then it quickly. And they need to do a better job with the discipline. And another thing is their, uh, their possession of the puck in the defensive zone, it's been awful the first two games, and it's been awful all season. Too many turnovers defensively. And when your defense is giving them turnovers, that's not going to make Bobrovsky's job any easier. So they kind of fixed that today as well. How did you uh, – I've seen you at you know, a bunch of games. Um, how, how did you like – how have you liked Bobrovsky here in, these, in this three-game set? So far? Well, he really, really tried his damnedest to keep, that, uh, to keep this team in game two. Yeah. But defense failed him again. Today, different story. He did an excellent job today. And hopefully in game four, he'll get the same response from his team defensively that he did today. You a big Bob fan? What do you think about uh, 
What, what's your thought on uh, them signing Bob? Seven years, $70 million, Roy Bellamy on the clock. Well, they had a choice between him and Panarin, and I think they made the right choice, especially considering how bad the defense. I mean, you can't look yeah. into the future and say that the defense is going to be that bad, but them getting an actual franchise goaltender was the correct decision. And Panarin is having an excellent season in New York, and more power to him, but I think it was the right choice getting Bobrovsky in. This is playoff time. This is where he usually shines, and I expect him to have a good game in game four. Roy Bellamy with us from uh, the Dan Lebetard Show with Stu Gatz daily on ESPN Radio. Um, just a little bit about your Panther fandom. We see you on the show uh, sitting in, you know, well, you know, when you guys were in the studios, you know, wearing your Panther stuff or, you know, whatever. How long have you been a Panther fan, and who's your favorite I mean, what player really got you into the Panthers? I mean, was it Pavel Burry like a lot of people? or even say he was a Panther because I started off as a Blackhawk fan. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I just thought you were a Panther fan. Okay, Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started off as a Blackhawk fan watching the, the 92 Stanley Cup final. That's where we got into hockey. And then in 93, I was watching the, uh, the Sabres Bruins series, and that was the May Day uh, series, and that was – I figured, wow, this is a really, really fun sport to watch. This is excellent. And then I find out, hey, we're getting a hockey team. Yep. Hey, I get to watch these guys all the time now. That's awesome. So I, from then on out, I became a Panther fan. And, you know, with as little playoff appearances as they've had, it's been, you know, a love-hate relationship. But, you know, right now it's all love uh, if they can just – <laughs> you know, win two straight. Yeah, it'll be definitely all love getting back into the main playoff hole. Yeah, you became a hockey fan in South Florida just at the right time. First off, it was on TV. You can ask Dan or, or Greg. There, uh, growing up down here in South Florida, when you know we did, there was just there was just no hockey on TV down here. There just wasn't. You saw it in the Olympics and maybe one game, and then Sports Channel took some ES, but that was later on. Um, during our formative years, you never saw hockey. I mean, it's so, yeah, when the Panthers came down here, a whole bunch of people for the first time were really watching hockey every night. And I, I think it's, it's helped, you know, grow the game down here. If the Panthers had some success, that would obviously help. But just having the team here has, has grown the NHL, I think. Mm -hmm. And this is a big event town. So when the Panthers had their moderate success, you know, having the expansion year – be as good as it was they just missed out on making the playoffs and then 96 yeah big event town people will flock over and that 96 year that was something special mm -hmm. they got outmatched by Colorado and quite frankly Colorado and Detroit that that series that could have been either way and who knows what would happen if Detroit went to the cup final that year right but yeah I mean that was a fun year is fun for everybody like a whole community got into this team on this foreign sport that nobody truly understands Gonzalo Levitar Dan's father thought that the puck was made of metal which is completely <laughs> crazy but it's made of lead and it'll be much heavier than an actual rubber puck I mean that would hurt Keith Keith I mean that black shot by Eric Holler today if he would have took that off of a metal puck his career would be over I mean, I mean, that's crazy. That's what I would think that way, you know. 
but for people that didn't grow up with the game, like we didn't play hockey down here. I, when we, when I saw a actual game puck for the first time and had it in my hand, I was like, and then they freeze this thing and then they slap it at each. I mean, I was like, <laughs> man, this thing's going to kill somebody. Like you said, Poppy thinks it was made out of metal. That really would have, you know, injured some people, but yeah, 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 yeah. different, different yeah. times. Now hockey's everywhere, man. And then especially right now it's on every darn day, noon yeah. to midnight, man. Mm-hmm. Hockey time, baby. August. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really think it's a foreign sport. How about August in South Florida watching hockey? Boy, you're playing in water. <laughs> I'm used to my glasses steaming up, walking out of the ice den, walking out of my house right now. It's they're going nuts. Um, Real quick, last question, Roy Bellamy of the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz on ESPN Radio. You can hear it locally on 560 AM. Um, how do you like the Panthers' chances? They won game three today. They're still down 2-1 in this series. It's a best of five. If this was a seven-game series going down 2-0, not that big a deal. You're in trouble, not that big a deal. 2-0 and a best of five, you're in trouble. But they got a little – they got new life today, I think. Yeah, and this is a game of adjustments, and the Panthers have been slow in adjusting to the Islanders all series. And I think if they play the way they played today, taking advantage of the mistakes that the Islanders made today, if they can hold up defensively and not make careless mistakes and stay out of the penalty box, they're going to win, plain and simple. And then they're going to force game five, and then all hell is going to break loose. So who knows what's going to happen, but – if they do what I said, then we got ourselves game five. All right. So we, uh, I'm sure Joel Quinville is listening to this. Yeah, I'm sure um, he is. So, uh, <laughs> Coach Q, there you go. There's your game plan. Roy Bellamy, what, uh, where could people, aside from hearing you and sometimes seeing you on, on TV uh, with the show when it's on, um, where can they find your stuff, social media and all that? You can find me at Roy Belly, R-O-Y-B-E-L-L-Y. I don't know why you would want to do that. You would be a glutton for punishment if you did that. And it I, is fun. Just, yeah, and, and the same thing for Instagram. Okay, so Roy Belly on, on Twitter and Instagram. A lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. Mr. Panther, Roy Bellamy from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts. Thanks, man. We could do this again. Do this again. Yes. If they keep winning, yes. maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my man. Thanks, Bo. Next time, next time you're on, we're going to talk about baseball caps because, <laughs> you, you, like myself, you are a uh, connoisseur of the uh, baseball chapeau. Yeah, I got over a hundred. So yeah. <laughs> of, yeah, that's that's good. I've got like a hundred in my trunk, but that's all good. <laughs> Roy Bellamy with us. Thanks, man. Thank you, George. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that was Roy Bellamy from ESPN Radio. Uh, again, good friend, uh, good friend of mine. See him at a lot of Panther games and wearing the Panther gear on uh, ESPN Radio. And those guys always give him a lot of grief about it uh, because, uh, you know, like you said, they haven't they haven't seen too much success since that '96 year. And oh well, that's how she is. But there is going to be a game four, and to talk a little bit about game three and maybe a little bit about game four, it's our good friend Christian Arnold from NYI, as in New York Islanders, NYIHockeyNow.com. What's up, my man? Oh, not too much, George. How's everything down there? Oh, everything's all right. Just watched a little uh, little afternoon hockey, which seems to be our trend. Now we're going to have our our third noon game in uh, this week so hey go get some breakfast uh have a cup of coffee and watch some hockey i guess right 
No, not too bad. I would say I would say it's nothing like having an egg sandwich and uh, watching a hockey game at noon. But I mean, you're down in Florida, so egg sandwiches aren't that great down there. No, what are you? T- come on, man. We don't have great egg sandwiches. I mean, I know it's you're not from the Long same. Island and all. I mean, we don't eat. You know, okay, you know what we don't have is that buttered roll thing that you guys call breakfast. What is that? <laughs> I, I guess it's all a regional thing. You're right because I've been to other places where you're like. They look at you when you when you ask for one. They give you a really weird look in the in the deli. <laughs> just you just want to roll with some butter. Yeah. That's that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, and wrap it in tin foil if you could. <laughs> you think they you think they'd ask for you'd ask for something from Mars or something? Well, I went to I went to my bagel joint this morning for breakfast and it was pretty good. So uh, I didn't have the egg sandwich, but you know what? I'm I'm going to before game. I will have an egg sandwich and I will report back to you. Yes, let me know how it is. I will. I actually will. I will uh, <laughs> check it out the, uh, at, the, at the deli. So anyway, let's move on to hockey. Um, today, the, the Panthers obviously get the 3-2 win. Um, the Islanders were a little surprising that they were the team that were making the, the, the mistakes and not so much the Panthers. Now, the Panthers did, you know, were a little lazy coming back on the one goal, but um, for the most part, it was the Islanders who seemed to be uh, kind of goofing around. Yeah, it was something that I actually asked Barry Trotz about after the game because I think I was as surprised as you. When you look back at the last two games, I think the Panthers had a combined four power play opportunities. Um, so the fact that they had five in this game was, was shocking. And Trotz kind of said the same thing you're, you're hinting at there, that the Islanders really weren't the same team. And they, you know, when you're playing without the puck, that you're the ones that are going to make the mistakes more. And, um, you know, the Panthers just seem to have a bit of an edge today. They were the, were the better team for, for, you know, a better portion of this game at times. I mean, they, uh, you know, this is the Florida Panthers team that you expected. And then obviously the Islanders making the mental mistakes that they did. I mean, to take a too many, many, too many men penalty for Varlamov to play the puck just outside the trapezoid. Um, you know, those are rough penalties to take and then to get beaten by them basically uh, on the power play chances for Florida, that that's a tough pill to swallow because those are, um, you know, those are mental mistakes that you just can't have at this point in the season, especially in, you know, the shortened playoff series. Um, yeah, yeah. You look at the, the penalties that they took, and I talked about them a little bit earlier, a delay a game, too many men, uh, boarding. Okay, Broussard, that, and that even, the Broussard, what, that was like, what are you doing there? Dude? Right. Um, the Varlamov playing the puck, it just seemed like, you know, I don't know. These are but, yeah. These are such such little errors that are, are uncharacteristic for the Islanders. So I mean, um, you know, I give credit to Florida too. You, you, it's kind of like what we talked about the other day. When you give the Islanders seven power play opportunities, they're bound to score on one of them. Well, the Florida Panthers have a much better power play than the New York Islanders, and they gave them five power play opportunities. So they were kind of asking for trouble there. Yeah, and the Islanders again get get some you know goals by people we've been hearing from this whole series. Um, they're riding some some pretty good series by some guys, aren't they? Aside yeah. from Barlamov. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, right. Of course, you know. Um, but you look at the play of Anthony Beauvillier and and uh, JG Pajot. I mean, they've been huge in the series for uh, for the Islanders. And then finally the other day they get the top line going. So the Islanders really did. They had some guys that were starting to get going in there and. Um, you know, give credit to Bobrovsky. Talk about goaltenders that are playing well. Bobrovsky played uh, incredible today. Uh, you know, a couple of point blank stops on Brock Nelson. Anthony Beauvillier had a couple of good opportunities there. Um, you know, he uh, he played up to where you need you needed uh, Sergei Bobrovsky to play, especially in the playoffs. I mean, the Islanders don't get a ton of chances. They don't get you know 
ton of uh, quality scoring chances there. But when they do, they, you know, they usually cash in on him. And Bobrovsky today, he made a lot of big saves and kept those guys quiet. Um, you know, minus the Pajot goal, uh, he, he really stuck it to some of those guys who have been really having a, a, a great series so far. Yeah, and, and, then, and then you look at, um, you know, Varlamov. I thought he was fine today. I mean, he gave up that one goal to, 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 to uh, Brian Boyle. But that was a that was a beautiful shot. I, I I'm yes. sure he wasn't thinking that Boyle was going to shoot it from there. So he seemed to be as surprised as anybody when it zipped up there. Did you did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was it was a heck of a shot. So I, I mean, you can't even some, sometimes you can't even be mad by goals. That was uh that was a pretty goal right there. Brian Boyle coming up clutch too. I mean, there's a guy that's kind of driven the Islanders crazy in the past yeah. as well. Um, coincidentally, I believe it was back in that 2016 series when he was playing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so it's kind of funny here that he's, uh, again, playing a bit of a spoiler for the Islanders there in game three, getting the, that big goal right there, and which became the game winner. And he was probably well rested. I mean, even though it was a back-to-back, you know, taking that 10-minute misconduct yesterday, he got, to, <laughs> he got to watch a lot of that game from the bench. So, Yeah, uh, so it's a good time to get some rest there, right? Eh? All right. So Christian Arnold from NYI as a New York Islander, uh, HockeyNow.com, Islanders insider with all your New York Islanders news and notes. Uh, anything you'd like to share here before uh, we uh, do a little plug here for some of our friends? Yeah, now I think it's interesting. We were talking about the back-to-back with how the Islanders line up and the, and the goaltending is going to go. I think the big question now is, is does Barry Trotz ride Varlamov into game four or does – he give Thomas Christ an opportunity. Is there a chance maybe we see a little bit of a shakeup with the lineup, especially considering some of the mental mistakes? Um, so I think that's something to kind of keep an eye on as we head into uh, game four on Friday. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see what Joel Quinville does with the lineup because, you know, I, I know you, you don't like to change things after a win, but, uh, you know, can you, you know, are you going to, you know, say a guy like Matheson and Vetrano, guys you've counted on all year? Right. Maybe, yeah, but maybe, no, maybe, the, maybe the point was made. I don't know. <laughs> Notice they didn't take a ton of penalties in this game. No, they didn't. They you didn't know, make mistakes Mike, either. And Mike Matheson, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see him too much, but I mean, he really made a couple like dumb plays and gave the Islanders a couple power play opportunities that they just didn't need uh, to be given at certain points of the game. Yeah. When he makes mistakes, okay. They are amplified and they, I mean, last season, I mean, he was a turnover machine, but it always seemed to be right in front of whichever goalie the Panthers were player, whether it was Longo or, 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 or James Reimer. Um, and that was just the way it was. Um, all right. So, uh, Christian Arnold from NYIHockeyNow.com, thank you for joining us. Uh, just a reminder, uh, Friday, game four, Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders, noon start, uh, Fox Sports Florida. Uh, if you'd like to go and uh, hang out somewhere and watch the game, check out the Infield Pub at 11439 West Oakland Park Boulevard. The Infield Pub, I-N-N Field. It's on Oakland Park Boulevard about a mile and a half away from BB&T Center if you'd like to call, uh, get some of those killer chicken wings or some burgers or whatever else. You want to get that to go, give them a call, 954-741-2100. Again, the Infield Pub, 954-741-2100. Joining us on the program now is a guy who definitely likes his uh, chicken wings from the infield, a little bit on the spicy side. 
known this guy for a long, long time. We used to cover high schools together. Then we covered the Florida Panthers together. I was at the Miami Herald. He was at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. A few years down the road, we end up in Columbus together covering the Blue Jackets. Now we're back in South Florida. Welcome to the program, Mr. Steve Gorton. What's up, my man? How's it going, G-Man? Uh, I'm doing terrific. Thank you, Steve-O. What's going on, buddy? Nothing. Loving the uh, hockey in August. Isn't it great? It's a I mean, it's, treat. Yeah. It's kind of weird. We've got, like, everything going on. I know you're, you're not the biggest of baseball fans, but usually right now that's all we've got, right? We're, we're, we're watching baseball. We probably would have had a preseason NFL game, but that's about it. Now we've got the NBA, the WNBA. We've got, you know – the NHL we got everything going on man this is this is fun yeah it is and, and I gotta tell you uh both the NHL and NBA the way that they've put together that bubble I think is 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 the reason why they've had the success so far keep your fingers crossed but sure the success they've had so far without having the COVID outbreaks that baseball's had yeah and, and you look at the way the games are set up too Steve um I've enjoyed watching the NBA games. I mean, it, you could tell it's a smaller venue. I mean, they're playing at the, the Disney World that, you know, we've, I think we've actually covered something there. I mean, they had high school events in that thing. I mean, it's tiny. It's like a 4,000-seat high school gym. So it's a lot more, you know, very intimate for the NBA games. And then you go to Toronto where they've tried to replicate that intimacy. It's still a 20,000-seat arena. But I think they both have done a very good job of of the the way their the games are presented. Yeah, definitely. And the camera angles have been impressive too. Going, uh, let's look at the Florida Panthers. You covered them for a long time. Um, I, I know you still follow the Panthers. Uh, what was your thoughts uh, here on Game Three? The Panthers win three to two over the Islanders. Well, you know, uh, they were impressive. I, I got to say, uh, backs against the wall. Um, and they came out, they scored first again, which I, they did in game two, and I felt like they needed to do that again. Sure. Um, and uh, once again, the Islanders came back, and the Panthers got that penalty late in the second period when they were up a man. And, and you thought, uh-oh, they might be in trouble here. Um, but, I, you know, they came out in the third, and, and I'm not sure what – the guys talked about in the dressing room uh, during that second intermission, but whatever it was, you could tell this team was motivated and desperate. And uh, those two goals, the, the second one by Boyle ended up being huge because uh, if not for that, we would have probably be two, uh, two. Yeah. Um, you look at, uh, <clears throat> you look at, uh, we always talk when we were in Columbus, we used to have to do keys of the game. And, and a lot of times it was, you know, it's, it's imperative. This team scores first. And I was never, of that mind, you know, I'm like, whatever. I mean, if it's one nothing, you can, t you know, whatever. But when you're playing the Islanders, I do think it, it, if you have the lead, it's a completely different game. The way they can shut things down with, with a lead is just, uh, you know, pretty impressive. And when the Panthers had the lead, you saw the Islanders start to press and have to get away from what they, they like to do. And, and that is shut things down defensively. The Panthers actually, you know, had some pretty good chances there in the third. Yeah, you know, this, uh, this, I guess they had lost, what, six straight to the Islanders before today? Is that right? Yes, six in a row. And had, yeah, and had not scored more than two in any of them. It, it, 
I guess I don't. I, what do you think of this matchup? But it doesn't seem like it's. It, it seems like it's a bad matchup for the Panthers to try to, you know, try to win the series. Yeah, put, put, look, look, look at the two lineups on paper. You take the Panthers, right? But then you see the systems and everything. And yes, it is a bad match. When you lose six in a row to a team, and they're all like one goal games, it's 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 not a good matchup. But you know they got one today, so we're gonna do, you know whatever. Do you do you think this could be a turning point in the series now, or you know, do you see this series going for? Uh, Going five games, possibly. I, I think. I think uh, you know when you look at Friday, depending on what lineups. I mean, I mean, do the Islanders tinker with their lineup? We don't know. Does Quinville go back to some of the guys that he benched today? We don't know. Um, that could change the the, the the direction of the of the game. Um, I, I think you know game four is kind of a coin flip. I thought today was too because you didn't. You figured the Panthers would come out playing hard, and and then you saw kind of a a sluggish start, but, but they were matching what the Islanders were doing. They weren't trying to be fancy and, and do it, you know, do anything dumb. And, and so in hindsight, it was kind of a boring first period, but maybe that's what the doctor ordered. So to, to, to make a prediction on game four, I, you know, if you've got a quarter flip it, man, I'll take heads. Yeah. As you, as you were saying, Q, I guess, made several changes today, four or five, I think lineup wise I, I think he has to stick with what worked right I mean usually usually coaches will you know if it's going well they're not going to switch back but uh, sure. I think it says a lot about his experience that he's willing to take that chance too and he's done you know I think Joel Quinville's been in a few playoff games before he's he's made these <laughs> switches before where he's benched a couple and then brought him right back after a win um, so it'll be interesting to see I don't expect him to tell us anything we'll just have to watch warm-ups uh friday morning again another noon game 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 four friday at noon panthers islanders uh you know get your coffee and let's let's go steve gordon uh with us here uh covered the panthers for the south florida sun sentinel covered the blue jackets for the columbus dispatch wanted to get your take uh the island the uh the islanders the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs tied at one. Uh, looks like a tale of two games. One game, uh, I thought that the Blue Jackets dominated, and then last night the, the Maple Leafs were all over them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you saw the desperation there. They were taking some some heat from uh, from the local media and the fans there, obviously with the bubble being in Toronto. And, and they came out, and, and they really out-hustled, out-hit, out-shot, just overall out-played. The, the Blue Jackets and um, you know it'll be interesting to see now with both teams having settled in with with a win what game three is going to be like I think that's going to be the key to this series um, can can the Blue Jackets bottle up the, the Leafs or are the Leafs going to be able to, to play, play free and be aggressive and effective like they were in game two yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think the winner of Game Three of that series takes that series. That that's going to be a a turning point game for sure. Uh, Steve Gordon, uh, do you have any predictions on what the Panthers are going to do Friday? I, I forgot that you asked me. I forgot to ask you. Well, let me ask you this. I was looking back. Uh, you, like, you like turning the questions around? Yeah, what? yeah, I do. I, <laughs> I asked you a question, Gordo. <laughs> My when they fell be when they fell when they fell behind 0-2, I was curious. Uh, how many teams have come back from that? Uh, and I looked it up. Do you know how many teams have come back from row two to win a five-game series? It's the G-Man stat of the day. If you would have read FloridaHockeyNow.com, you'd have the answer. 
Oh, uh, okay. Only okay. one, right, Gordo? That's right, the 85 Islanders. So um, it would be interesting if the, if the Panthers can turn around against the Islanders. I, you know, I, I feel like that they, they have a chance. Um, if they can get another uh, great performance from Bob, have him stand on his head, uh, you know, I, I feel like they can push this to a game five. And then, you know, when you look at it big picture-wise, down 0-2 having to win three games in a row, it seems uh, it seems like it's not really possible, but you know they take care of business in the next game, and it's it's one game you know up for uh, up for grabs. You covered uh, one Sergey Bobrovsky in in uh, Columbus, Ohio. What it, what I, what were your thoughts on Bob during the regular season, and and what have you thought of him here in these first three games against the Islanders? Uh, I was a little disappointed with what we saw from Bob in the regular season. Um, I expected a little bit more. Um, I thought he was, you know, after the big contract, he really wanted to, uh, to, to show uh, what he could do with a new team. Um, and and I, I think it was a little subpar from what we saw. Uh, you know, the jury's still out for the playoffs, you know, um, as far as, as far as what he can do the rest of this series, but I thought he looked really good today, uh, made some key saves for them. He's going to be key, key for them. Um, Cause they're not going to get a lot of goals against the Islanders. So right. I, you know, they're going to need a top notch performance from him. But, you know, the one thing I, I thought when, when they signed Bob was, you know, this was really the thing this franchise needed to take a step forward. And um, you know, unless they can win game four and game five, you got to wonder has the franchise taken a step forward? Do you feel like, you know, if they don't win this series, do you feel like that this was still a successful season? Yeah. No, it's very interesting. I mean, listen, you know, people were talking about it before the pause. Steve Gorton is with us. Um, you know, people were asking me about that in the pause. I'm like, listen, the, the, the season got interrupted. They had 13 games left. So you can't say that the Pan – oh, the Panthers were going to miss the playoffs. Not with 13 games left they weren't. You don't know that. This team really could have – this team could have ended up ranked, you know, finishing third in the Atlantic, and who knows what would have happened from there. Same here. We don't – you know, we don't know what's going to happen. They could lose game four, and that's – you know, does that make a difference if they lost in game five or if they win this round? So whether it's a success or not. So um, everybody's going to have an opinion. I would think that if they – you know, but being swept for sure, absolute failure, right? I mean, you can't get yeah. – so uh, at least they're giving themselves a chance. They've got an opportunity here Friday at noon, game four. Steve Gorton, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at S-G-O-R-T-E-N. So, um, any, so at any, S. Gorton. Sign up. Come on over. Steve Gorton, my man, from the South Florida Sun Sentinel and the Columbus Dispatch. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, G-Man. All right. So that's our show. Um, we uh, appreciate you all coming in. Appreciate Roy Bellamy for joining us from ESPN's Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gatz. Uh, thank you to Christian Arnold for joining us from NYI uh, hockeynow.com, the Islanders insider, and of course, our good friend, Steve Gorton. Um, that'll do it for our show today. Don't forget to visit floridahockeynow.com for all your Florida Panther needs. And don't forget to uh, give the uh, infield a call. You want some of those great chicken wings, give them a call to go, whatever you want, 954-741-2100. Until we talk again, 
That's it for me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Panthers Press Box Podcast with George Richards, powered by FloridaHockeyNow.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode and point your browser to FloridaHockeyNow.com for all your Panthers news and information.